Hello and welcome to the Wellness Matriarch Podcast, the place for mothers to chat about all things around motherhood. We talk about everything from parenting styles to how to balance work and motherhood to money mindset to health and wellness and so much more. I am your host, Alyssa Frain, a multi-passionate entrepreneurial mom. Let's dive in. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Wellness Matriarch. Today, we have a special guest on, Cindy. Hello. How are you today? I'm doing great. How are you? I am great, and I am so excited you decided to come onto the podcast. I am so happy to be here. <laughs> uh, so today, I was thinking we can talk about your journey with your daughter through schooling, because I know it has been kind of a challenging yet really insightful journey for you. So I think 2020 for all of us was pretty difficult and she was in third grade at the time when they let them out and we had a two-week period where I got to experience how she was not learning. I felt kind of helpless like And that was when she was still in public school? Yeah, she was still in elementary school. Granted, the teachers were doing the best they could with the tools that they had, and everyone wasn't as tech-savvy at the time. Yeah, absolutely. We were all trying to figure it out. Exactly. Everyone was doing the best they could. So during that time, we decided that the next year, I spent six months diving into researching homeschooling. And the first thing we did was figure out what her learning style was. So how she learned best so that I would know how to teach her best. And I quickly realized me teaching her how I learned best was not efficient at all. So like our first entire year of math was awful. Oh, no. Um, And now that she's back in school, she is not as caught up as the other kids. But at the end of the day, there's a lot of kids this age that are kind of stumbling through the core learning because just of what they went through absolutely and can i just like say you spent six months researching like how to homeschool your daughter well there was a lot of like roller coastering like there's absolutely no way i can do this this is insane i'm not gonna do this and then okay did you and your husband talk about like hey we need to do this or did you just become default parent and be like I'm, I do this because I'm the default parent. I'm the one that does all the scheduling, that manages her schedule, that manages the family schedule. Like, what what, what happened there? Well, yeah. I <laughs> basically had to just step up and take yeah. over. I feel like I all moms that, do that, too. Yeah. I yeah. made that decision. It was one of my goals since she was in kindergarten, and I just had that mindset, there's no way I could do it. And so we had the opportunity. Yeah. And I told him, this is something I want to do. We should go for it. She's learning a lot differently than how they're going to be able to teach. And that really worked out to our benefit in the long run. That's awesome. That's really great. So how long did you homeschool her for? So we homeschooled for two full years. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to use the word unschool because there's a bad stigma we just didn't teach her anything and we totally went surfing every day <laughs> like yes we went surfing no it wasn't every day did yeah. we learn about hawaii in different ways yes so using the world as a classroom but allowing her to choose how she wanted to learn yeah. that didn't mean that we didn't have curriculum it just meant did she want to learn about this subject or that subject that semester? And then the curriculum was really kinesthetic for her to help her learn better. Unschooling also means that she got to choose how she wanted to learn. 
So that third year when we rolled in, yeah. I was like, I am crushing it. I'm just <laughs> getting the hang of this homeschooling thing. Yeah. I have a group of moms who are helping. I finally have tools in yeah. place. I have it organized. And she's like, I want to go back to school. And I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so... We chose a progressive school yeah. for her, which we're very lucky that we're able to do that. That's awesome. And uh, so what's the difference then between this progressive school and homeschooling? Obviously, you're not changing her, but other differences. And what's uh, the difference between those two and public school? So I think it's really the resources that are available. So how many kids do the teachers have? What resources do the teachers have? I don't feel like public schools have the resources they should, considering mm-hmm. these are our children that are going to be running our right. country in the next couple decades. <laughs> so. so they have a lot more tools and resources. And I know you had mentioned she went on a couple of like adventures, too. In yes. this, and it's like built into the curriculum. It's not like a random field trip or anything. Right. So they're big on um, outdoor education, which a lot of the schools up here are. So that was a big thing for us. But going independently. They go independently multiple times a year. Wow. So they've been to Moab kayaking down the Colorado River. I've never done that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, mountain biking in steamboat. I've also never done that. (laughs) So uh, they just had trips come out about, and I think everyone kind of had an opportunity maybe to go to Washington, D.C. in high school, but they're offering that in eighth grade now. Wow. That or marine biology. And one of the big things about the progressive school is they are helping her with what she wants to do, essentially. Yes, she's getting core skills, but she, and that's something we also did in our homeschooling, she's able to focus on, I want to be a vet. And so everything I learn can have that incorporated into it somehow. Yeah. So that is so cool. Vet science and homeschooling. So maybe she was behind in math, but the second they have any kind of like science experiment going on in school, she's like, oh, this is just fun. (laughs) Well, we've done this before. Yeah. So I think that is so important to actually listen to your children and foster their likes and really listen to what they want and what they want to do when they grow up. Because sometimes it's just so easy to be like, no, listen, you have to do A, B, and C. Just get through elementary school. Just get through middle school. Just get through college or high school. And then in college, you can decide. And it's like, well, I'm 17 and I haven't been able to like explore anything that I enjoy so how do I even know what I enjoy anymore and so I think that's incredible that you're helping her discover her true self or who who she wants to become and if that changes then that's great because she's just a learning process for her yeah and it always is constantly evolving even with us you know like who we want to become and the dreams that we have or I liken it to like a tree with the branches and the branches are so strong and powerful and these ideas that we have sometimes the tree needs to prune those branches to make room for new ones so it's kind of like that with her yeah um, instead of the get good grades and do the best you can at every single subject it's more enjoy learning really like dive into this hard challenge that you're going through in school because this soft skill is going to teach you more getting through this and persevering through this challenge is going to teach you more than the problem on the piece of paper. Yeah. Yeah. That's a huge thing. It's like switching gears 
from focusing on the learning process instead of focusing on the outcome of good grades, getting into college, or, you know, whatever your future holds for your child. There's a lot of psyche around it, too. Like, yesterday we had our conferences, and the teacher was telling us about how they get to do these revisions. And I was like, what? So, like, every time they do a test, if they don't do well, they have the opportunity. They get to choose if they want to do this revision. So instead of, here's your test, you failed. You got this wrong, this wrong, this wrong, and this wrong. And send you home with that Mm -hmm. and that mindset. Instead, they get to say, here's your test. This is what you got right. You have an opportunity to learn what you didn't get right. And I almost can't even fathom, like, what that's doing psychologically for them. Yeah. So there's a lot of enjoyment being there. That's awesome. That's that's huge. I mean, I know that for myself, I never got the opportunity to retake any, you know, major tests or whatever. It's like, yeah, maybe this ACT. is your grade, whatever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, if you, if, you can, if you need to pay for it, right. sure, you can retake it as many times as you want. So that's incredible, though, because it, like you said, it's you're focusing on what they got right, and it's honing in on how your skills on how to improve yourself rather than the outcome. Yep. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah. And I think, too, for... The listeners out there, Cindy is an ultramarathoner. So I think that that is another huge thing that helps with her parenting because she has to do all this different training. And it's all about like building up the endurance and continuing to train for the love of running, not necessarily the outcome too. Oh my gosh, it's so true. It's like this, the quote, it's about the journey, not the destination. Like, so this year when I was training for my big A race, at one point, I just was in the middle of a regular Wednesday run and was like look at what I get to do just on a regular Wednesday even beyond the race this is great and I didn't end up doing the race and it's still just the training itself was super yeah life-changing and you've made so many different friends and you have a huge community around you too and I think that me personally from an outside perspective it really probably helps Lena because she sees hey my mom loves doing this and she's gonna do it she needs to do it to take care of herself can you expand on that a little bit like right how important it is for you to take time for yourself as a mom rather than just do the mom stuff so I could tell you um you've probably heard it a million times the glass half full thing if you have multiple cups that you're pouring into You have your career cup and your friend's cup and you have your family cup. And if you have even a full glass and you go and you dump it all out, you end up with so much less at the end of the day. You have to work so hard to fill up that cup versus if you're just constantly filling up your cup and you're not working to lift your cup and pour it into the other person's cup. You're just letting people attract to you. And what's overflowing from your cup, they're holding their cup out to get that overflow. So with ultra running, that really came from a shifting of my, not just story, but my conviction from as a cancer survivor, saying I'm not strong enough to go after this goal and I'm not strong enough to do this and that. Instead, shifting that conviction to I am getting stronger every day. Even in my worst days, I could say I'm getting stronger every day. And so that conviction, shifting that story, another thing that did was help me realize the community and the kind of people that I wanted to be around. And we're in this giant community of our county. We're in a giant community of the United States. 
and everyone's just expecting the community to land on their lap. Like, that's not how it works, because then we end up with all this randomness. If we go and we focus on what we want, and so I focused on, well, I've never made a friend. I literally, last summer, had zero friends from running, and I made one friend last summer, and that catapulted into an entire group of amazing humans in my life. And that alone, like having the inspiration of those people has just elevated me. Like when you said, Cindy, the ultra runner, I was like, no, I'm not. Well, I've (laughs) done three ultras this year. Like, yes, I am. And that's because I've surrounded myself with that community of people that believe that they are getting stronger every day. And I've really focused on staying committed to that being stronger every day even if sometimes I had to make sacrifices and I think my daughter does a great advantage to seeing that because she hasn't been through any kind of suffering Mm. but she's seen me go through that and then also I get to share like the whole world is our classroom I get to share with her through challenges how to just get through them because really that's all it is everything is happening for us So how do we navigate through that? Mm -hmm. Like you were saying, um, and what I hear you saying is that having a community of like-minded people has really helped you stay on track rather than just trying to play it solo, which is what I think a lot of moms do. They're like, I can figure it out. I'm going to like try to make everything perfect. I don't need any help. But really, it takes a village. Like that is a saying for a reason, Mm -hmm. right? Also, I don't know if this is the right phrase, but it's something around you are the average of the five people that you spend most of your time with. So like you said, spending time with these people that have your same goals, your same mindset, your same mantras, like I am strong enough, not I am not strong enough or I will be strong enough. You know, I am strong right now in this moment in this body is so huge Mm -hmm. to be just around that all the time. And I agree. I think that, you know, obviously no parent wants to see their children suffer, but it's so important for them to see us persevere through challenges or like see us get upset and how we cope with it because that helps them sort of navigate an unknown world when it happens to them. They're like, oh, well, if I see my mom always quit every time something hard comes, then I'm going to do that because that's all I know. But if I see my mom quit when she still is telling herself, I'm working my hardest, this is my hardest, I need to take time to honor my body. That's a different story, Mm, right? Definitely. She does get to see that a lot. (laughs) I think it's so important. There's a lot of honoring my body and recovering. Yeah, and knowing that like it's not the outcome. Like you said, you're like, I didn't do the race, and I feel really good about it. It's more of the journey and the company that you take along with you and I like what you're saying about suffering like pain is always going to be there that is just something that we will constantly be dealt throughout our life we'll always have challenges but suffering that is absolutely optional and I've learned that at mile 20 in a race (laughs) oh geez sitting there with somebody that is like I cannot move forward I'm in so much pain and I'm like isn't pain interesting like let's (laughs) think about the time that you're in the most pain in your life does that feel like what you feel like right now or are you just uncomfortable we're dealt a lot of things in society where we're taught like oh we're this isn't so much pain. I can't even deal with this. It's like, well, it's just kind of uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. If you keep moving through that. Yeah, and I think that's super important for 
ultra runners like yourself because if you I mean I don't know how you would even run 10 miles let alone over a marathon if you can't endure some discomfort especially you know especially physical discomfort and on top of that the mindset discomfort like think like negative self-talk if it comes up for you or like you see somebody else and you're like oh well you know that comparison thing coming up too yeah. So you have to learn how to manage your feelings and emotions, right? Right. And it's funny, actually, that you say that because they say endurance sports and ultra marathon athletes have gone through, most of the time, have gone through a big trauma. And that's really? like why we're out there. Like we're out there healing. We're out there going through it, going through the emotions and moving. I mean, what else are you going to do, right? Mm-hmm. You're alone like you know quote unquote alone with your thoughts while you're running for hours and hours (laughs) yeah you get to see your raw true self wow that is so powerful i still don't think there's any limit though it's (laughs) i know there's tons of athletes that'll say that but my whole motto of living beyond your limits that you put on yourself i have not to this day been presented like face-to-face with that limitation yet. You've been through a lot. Right. With cancer and uh, someone asked me today how many surgeries I've had. 13. (laughs) I know. Isn't that insane? Wow. So those, and I've broken my back. I've shattered my tailbone. And these endurance runs, like, it's just... You've birthed a human, too. Yeah, that's probably the hardest, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) No joke. Props to all the moms out there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so... We'll have to have you on the podcast again to expand on other topics yeah, around that. Stuff. Being a mom is fun. We all have a whole bag of things. And another thing I wanted... Just last thing I wanted to say was... Uh, you said it takes a whole village. And it really does. And your village wants to help. Finding a community of moms that are interested in walking, going outside. Finding a community of moms that are interested in birds or have dogs (laughs) you know whatever it is finding that community and really making a commitment to creating relationships with them and you'll find your village in your village usually a lot of times it's hard for moms especially new moms to ask for help so more often than not you'll hear people say if you need anything let me know (laughs) and then you don't do anything to let them know yeah I know I'm absolutely guilty that and uh Cindy is actually the founder of the abundance club which I talk about in my first podcast and uh that really helped me learn how to ask for help you know just simple things like with my husband like listen it's really important for me if you just take out the trash when it's full I don't want to have to keep asking you you know silly things like that but the abundance club really helped me reclaim my power and not feel bad about asking for help just with my husband or my family or my friends and it was a huge game changer too so I really appreciate you for doing that for me (laughs) I appreciate you being a part of it and We are all so powerful, and when we come together, we just have so much more power. And when we can communicate what we need, we become even more powerful. My husband chopped all of my strawberries out of the garden bed this week, and I was so sad. I was almost in tears, and I thought, you know, he doesn't know what he doesn't know, and if I get mad at him, that's not an opportunity for him to know yeah communication's huge and so i did i just said hey i hope you ate them 
<laughs> yeah, I had all the strawberries, but they're on their year three, which means next year would be the year that they oh. come in more fruitful. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah. And maybe by me being more loving to him instead of being mad at him about it, my strawberries will come back more fruitful. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And communication is so huge. And we're always learning, too. And that's, like, a great um, insight that you took on your own. Because you're like, I'm really mad that you did this. But, like, you didn't know. So why am I mad? <laughs> right? Yeah, like, he doesn't know how to grow strawberries. He yeah. doesn't know yeah. what he doesn't know. Like, everything I yeah. know is all I've learned. That's... Exactly. We're just always learning and growing. And I think that's, like, the biggest thing, too, is just to... Be um, gentle with yourself. Absolutely. You know? Be so graceful with yeah. yourself because we're all learning. We're yeah. just human. Absolutely. But and <laughs> that being said, we're just human means we're super, super powerful. Definitely. So on that note, do you have any other things that you would like to leave the listeners with before we go? If I can just leave with one tip that oh, yeah. just kind of revolves around all of it is before you react to just take a moment and kind of put yourself into a place where you're centered and then try to see where the other person is coming from and usually the other person does not mean to do any wrong even with my kid as a teenager you know (laughs) so me having to stop and take a moment and be like it just really gives you an opportunity to choose how you react and rising above our feelings and our thoughts and observing that that gives us time by taking that space to do that and realize that feeling of anger or frustration is just maybe just a reaction we've had in the circumstance throughout our entire life. So just give yourself some space, take some time. I love that. That is an amazing tip. So if anybody wants to find you, are you on any of the socials or anywhere you want anybody to go and learn more about you or what you stand for? Or maybe things coming up for you, anything like that. I do have some big things coming up, but you can find me on Instagram and TikTok and Facebook. All the regulars, Cindy Yvonne, C-I-N-D-I-E-V-O-N-E. You can learn more about um, my cancer journey and philanthropic journey, giving back (laughs) through that. And yeah. The Dream Desk is on deck. So I'm so excited about that. And I'll put all of Cindy's links in the show notes below. Thank you so much for coming on today. Thank I'm so glad you were me. And thank you everyone for being here. 